Oh boy, what a weekend, what a weekend, what a weekend. Episode 30 of Premier Pep Talk Podcast. And there's only one place to start and it has nothing to do with the results this weekend. It has everything to do with one of our hosts' clubs being put to the fire. Charges against Man City from the Premier League. Sanctions, cooking of the books, financial doping. Arsene Wenger warned us about this in 2012. The clairvoyant Arsene Wenger. Take the floor. First of all, please explain these charges before you go into defense mode, because I have a feeling that's coming. But explain what you guys were charged for. I have articles too. So if there's any facts you miss, I will correct them. Wait, 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 your little uh, mic doesn't sound right. I have a there public statement <clears throat> that I have to read issued by my lawyer. Who's your lawyer, Pep Guardiola? It'll be stated in the statement. As of today, February 6th, 2023, the Premier League has announced the violation of over 100 charges against Manchester Manchester City Football Club. Following is a statement of response from one half of this here premier pep talk podcast. In agreement with my lawyer, Sal Goodman of Sal Goodman and Associates, located at 9800 Montgomery Boulevard, Northeast, Albuquerque, New Mexico, 87111, I, Orlando Xavier Martinez, would like to issue the following statement. Manchester City Football Club look forward to the day where a review can be done by an independent commission. This commission should consider the comprehensive body of irrefutable evidence that exists in the support of the following decision. The immediate removal of such erroneous claims being done now solely for the purpose of politics. We, the fans of this great club, will not let the Premier League use our club like a prop in some sort of political or ethically charged drama drama TV series in which it has gang violence and some sort of connection with Mexican cartel written and produced by Vincent Gilligan. (laughs) This is a diversionary tactic that our great club will not accept. Even the very statement that was made by the Premier League came with errors in its findings today. Mind you, some of these charges stem from the grass on the pitch being too tall in length. A laughable charge. The Premier League also decided to let other media outlets know of their findings prior to the telling of the club. Speaks to the unprofessionalism displayed today. Allow us to state a few facts that the Premier League must acknowledge. Nine clubs, one of which is also supported in this very podcast, wrote to UEFA pleading for them to remove Manchester City Football Club from the Champions League play. All nine clubs were unsuccessful. Nothing more than a fine was kept. In that charge that UEFA found, out of the 100 charges that were found or attempted with for a, for a charge today, roughly 40% of them are the same ones stemming from the UEFA violations that we have been cleared of. Sheikh Mansour bought the club in 2008 and spent an absolute fortune in those three years. 
before FFP was implemented in 2011. Wasn't even a thing when he spent the money. Then. Objection. Objection. The charges aren't from 2008, correct? Wrong. The charges stem from 2009 all the way to 2018. That is where the charges stem from. Nothing that has been done within the last three years, sir. Everything that comes out today is about 2008 and 2009 all the way to 2018 and 2019 season. Proceed. They only gave us a year to break even. From 2008 to 2011, we spent ridiculous money because FFP wasn't a thing. I challenge anyone outside of Manchester City to show me any business that spends at the rate Man City did in three years and then break even a year later. It just doesn't happen. The rules were set up for us to fall to fail from the beginning. And UEFA and the Premier League knew this. It was a trap based on the settings. The fact that they have been investigating us about something that happened over a decade ago tells you everything you need to know the agenda is organized and the clear and it's clear that these cunts won't stop until pep leaves and the sheiks sell the club they are doing what they can to hound them out of this league absolute reeks of xenophobia had newcastle also spent what chelsea did in this january window you can guarantee what the premier league would have been in in an uproar to stop them from what's happening That is the end of the official statement. I want to highlight something called the white papers. Brian, do you know what the white papers are? Papers that are white. Yes, sir. In regards to the politics of the United Kingdom, are you familiar with what the white papers are? I've heard of them, but go ahead. White papers are essentially kind of like here in America. If you had to do an example, it's a, It's a documentation essentially allowing for the government to announce what the plans are and how they run and operate in conjunction with some of the things that have happened the years before. It's not a government official document. The white papers are the beginning of that documentation for laws to be kind of governed. The white papers are due to be coming out later this week, Brian. And one of the focuses of the white paper, white papers, was going to be sports and how they deal with with money and finances. Hmm. Wind horse fingers with me, everyone. Why would the Premier League come out in violations of one of its clubs on a Monday, days before the white papers are due to come out? Now, update. The white papers has since this morning delayed its uh, announcing. I don't know of the timing of it. I can't be sure if it was before or after the announcement of the violations. But I just want to point to the a little bit of some connection here. Because those papers, those letters, that was going to be a conversation about what's coming to some of these clubs and how they act. I truly think this today was an announcement for a resolution to the city investigation so that in the summer they can go ahead and get to Bowley. Because this, from all of it, the only thing that I think can stem with true, I just got out of a Twitter spaces with the, uh, a Guardian writer 
and someone that's a that's a, a, a city fan thinking through and kind of co-hosting it, talking about the situation with the cryptocurrency. You and I texted a little bit about this. This is where it gets fishy, right? And this is where I, I got, I think I got a text if you heard it here, but let me just confirm. Explain um, what it is, please. I will, I will. Because you might have new listeners and they don't know what the fuck we're talking about. You know, I, you're right. Ben and, Gilligan and Saul Goodman were brought into this. So well, I, we don't I, know if we're in fantasy Well, Saul just texts me and he actually says he, he's, he's, he's kind of got a voice in, so I can't really talk too further, too much further about the crypto. Uh, th- this is what's going on, okay? Um, City made a public statement in either last summer or the summer before in which we set up a partnership, a dealership, a, a deal with a group by the name of 8xBet that had a front, very fishy, very made up forgery lookalike type website to when people did their due diligence, it came to the conclusion that it just was just a show. Looked yeah. like to be no employees. No employees. No office. No office. P.O. box. And it was a P.O. box. That was generating $15 million in revenue being paid to city. Now, this since short amount of time, the moment looks into it happened, got clipped, shut down immediately. This looks fishy. Agree? It is fishy. It doesn't look fishy. It is. Sure. Very fishy. The concern that I have with all of this is for one what we got to not convolute everything we can't stick everything under a microscope and say ah it's all of it i, I don't call wine the same boxed wine that you get at the gas station and a shit that's been aged for 40 years there's two separate things ah but it's all wine okay What I need to understand is the goal of what we did is wrong. If you're saying from a buying perspective, and it's so funny that we're coming, we're having this conversation from a year that we made profit in the window. We are are actively in these last few windows looking to kind of present ourselves neater, making good business based on... Right. The situation that happened with UEFA and the Prem, based on what occurred with UEFA. I think, based on the charges and what's happening with all of the different types of violations, a lot of it is talking to money and not scouting and development. Things that, like, I don't know if it's tickets. I don't, I, ultimately, for me, this pays a lot less relevance to the product on the field, on the pitch. That's the thing that gets me about all of this. Okay. Th- that seems like a little deflecting. Yeah, you made you made profit this window, but this is why I don't believe that they just found out about this this morning. Coincidentally, you start shipping off players – Good players, Zinchenko, Jesus, Sterling. Coincidentally, this summer was the summer you decided to make a net profit. Doesn't that seem fishy? That and now Cancelo being shipped out. 
all this strange stuff going around with Man City is starting to happen now. Pep's, Pep's, Pep's out here making Klopp excuses, and we'll get to that later. Um, De Bruyne's unhappy. Cancelo got shipped out. It seems like they knew that this was coming, from my perspective. They might not have, but mm, kind of interesting that they decided to make a profit this summer and sell, sell off players like Sterling, Jesus, Zinchenko, very vital players to their pre, to their dominance in the Premier League, correct? So that to me, that just seems fishy. And let, let's backtrack here because we still haven't really said what this is. So here's a brief summary. And this, this, this for me is the main jux of it. There's a lot of garbage on there, but it's kind of a thing where, hey, we're going to get you for this and we're going to get you for everything. The grass being tall, that's petty. But we see this happen a lot in legal situations. You know, we got you on these two big things, but we're also going to get you on these little things too. But here's the case overall, if people haven't heard or read or just, you know, this just broke this morning. What's the case about against Man City? Broadly, the Premier League has accused Manchester City of repeatedly failing to provide accurate financial information that gives a true fair view of the club's financial position in particular with respect to its revenue, including sponsorship revenue, which we just mentioned, they might have been some fake sponsors, certainly looks like it, its related parties and operating costs. City also stands accused of not disclosing contractual payments to managers and players, presumably to hide the true costs of building one of the world's best teams, and of failing as required to abide by the financial control mechanism set by the league and also UEFA, European soccer's governing body. It is also accused of not cooperating with Premier League investigators. So this is from 2009 to 2018, these charges. So nothing in the past couple of years, correct? Correct. So for now, me, the two main things here that I think we really should be discussing is Man City claims it generates enough revenue, as much revenue as Manchester United, as Bayern Munich, as Real Madrid. Now, seriously, take, take your bias out of this. When you hear, how the hell is that possible? How? These are clubs. These are not just soccer clubs. These are institutions. Manchester United, as much as we hate, they're the biggest club in soccer. Period. Period. Their revenue is absolutely insane. Bayern Munich, biggest club in Germany. Real Madrid, we, we know these things. How the hell? Can Manchester City claim they're generating the revenue when we hear things all the time? The fans, small fan base. I don't know any Manchester City fans besides you. There's a couple on YouTube I watch, but it's a smaller fan base. You guys came from League One, League Two. You had to work your way up. You guys, your history is really 10 years old, if we're being serious. It's a decade of history from when we got these new owners. 14 years, let's say. To be we won before the new owners, to be very, what very. What you win, though? A title with Yaya Turi, with Roberto Mancini as manager. Okay, okay, that's fine. It's still, it's still a short history, right? We won before the money. It's still a short history. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. It's a short history. So when you just hear that, doesn't that, how is that possible? How is that possible? I that don't have enough revenue. That, that alone sounds fishy to me. Well, I want to I want to get to the fact that you really think that Sterling and Sinchenko were sold off 
in a and 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 I that could not be so far off from the actual truth. You don't know that though. It could. But I but what I do know is that all year last year there was speculation of them leaving in the summer. It was built up. I can understand if all of a sudden in a in the summer window it's abrupt. And I'd say, you know what? That was something. But we knew. We extended contract extensions. There were denial on contract extensions. This is not like it's something where we didn't want to sign them or we said the whole time, we're not going to offer them because we got to get we got to clean the books. We got to clean the books. We tried to. We tried to, but they wanted more playing time and higher money. And from a wage situation, City has a hierarchy. Right now, it's Kevin, Erling, and the rest of them. And no one, that, that's how it goes. So City don't sign players. When it comes to being a positive from the revenue, City are not going to mess up the hierarchy. We've noted United and how they have crazy wages like that. They don't. We have an hierarchy. Now, yes, I have to concede that the but in generalities, because we can't speak intelligently. This is all generalities. We don't know. We in generalities, in general, I don't I don't know what United make in revenue. You say it's a lot, but that's an assumption. Why would we say that United make a lot of money every year? You say a historic club, but they haven't done shit lately. Byron, I can see Madrid. And it's funny with Madrid because Barcelona are more success or as successful. But, but these are historic institutions, hundreds of years, not sure. 10 years. Agreed. Agreed. Now, 11 years ago, there were Man City fans, Brian. Let's not I'm not saying out. there weren't. Of course 50, there were. There's 50 years ago. There are in, in fucking London who nobody have heard of. Yes. small. It's a smaller club, no question. If the, if we are inflating the revenue, you, that's all, you have to be just just think of it logically. We're, we're, we're a new podcast. If somehow we were claiming or, or show our papers show that we have as much revenue as the Bill Simmons podcast, people would be looking at that side eyed. Right. Not if you had a Premier League title a couple times, not if you had success, not if you haven't been in the Champions League final a few times. Well, see, we're, we're not well, a, these, a clean these the clubs. These clubs have European titles. These clubs are institutions that have been winning trophies for hundreds of years. Okay. And, and when I walk, when I walk around, this is just, this is just absolutely confirmation bias type info, but I don't see any Man City uniforms. I see, I see Real Madrid everywhere. Like you guys, be honest, are not on that level yet. Arsenal's not on that level yet. I think we've beat the that that we're a younger club from, from history. Sure. But you're using that, that, using that general generality to say that we haven't developed enough revenue in the near future is what you're saying. You're saying because we don't have the history in 1950. Yes. We can't, we can't make 200, 200 million now is what you're saying. I'm saying that for there to be this much smoke, fake sponsorships, payments to managers that were, were unreported, this is financial doping. That's, that's literally one manager, Roberto Mancini, when he left. And that's the buyout clause. But okay. I know exactly what that's There's about. There's probably more, though. There's probably more. I haven't read the whole thing, but and then fake sponsorships, fifteen million. There was another fake sponsorship. This is financial doping. This is this is essentially cheating. Bottom line: if this is proven true, which these are just charges, but this is this is 
This is this is wrong, and this has to be. We've been banging on Chelsea, and they will be next. So all these Chelsea fans talking shit, you guys are next. Because I'm sorry, we've already discussed the Shakhtar Dinesh. The Modric deal was incredibly shady. Incredibly shady. And I'm not just saying that as an Arsenal fan who wanted Mudrick. But that was a shady deal. <laughs> Donations to the Ukraine, stuff like that. I mean, they'll be next. I don't think they will be, if I'm honest with you. Maybe not. Maybe not. But that England, time will tell. England wants that. England's okay with that. Time they're, will tell. But they're, they're okay with that. But come on. Fake sponsorships. Payments to these clubs. <clears throat> financial doping. Are you defending this? Or are you saying, hmm? I'm, I'm defending the fact that this is not the first time these allegations have come up. And well, I'm defending that, the fact UEFA that... came after you as well. And what happened? You guys paid them off. No, we got cleared. No, no, no. We got cleared. We appealed and we got cleared. And everyone, by the way, including Arsenal, wanted us out of Champions League because of it. They said we cheated nonstop. We went. An independent group ruled and ruled, no, wrong, but you're paying more money because it was a money issue. So again, if Bar- if if the Premier League wants to come out and sure, doesn't look good. Th- th- it does not look good from a money perspective. What I'd like to see is true, genuine, concrete, concrete proof of X amount of money that City have cooked in the books. It's possible. I know it's possible. You want to know how? Because Juventus just got got cracked down. So if it's true, show it to me. Until then, it's going to be treated like the same allegations that we got a few years ago, in which those were beat. Um, that's exactly how I think I'm they were beat, or you think UEFA accepted money? A very corrupt organization. A corrupt organization that will never touch PSG, but just so happened to go after the same team that you a UEFA spokesperson years before that had an issue with because. We were trying to say we can deserve a spot up here. And that guy was just laughing at us, telling, calling a small club, which, you know, the mentality goes both ways. So to all that, I say, whatever accusation the Premier League wants to come out of today, cool. I look forward to the day in court because Caladoon has already done his work and we've been cleared of all of those charges before. So they're going to I need to see an exact number. No question. It's fishy. I think other clubs do fishy thug, fishy things with the cryptocurrency too. I think it's a great A example to look at Saudi and not necessarily take everything at face value. Want to go and find things. The other thing you got to think about think about is this. Some of the findings have been found through uh publications that have uh, uh hacked and gone through shit and when that comes out public is that even going to be used is that even going to be available to be used a lot of things are question are, are up in the question and, and one of the twitter spaces that i was in it was basically saying that this is all stemming from potential the year before we were bought uh by sheik mansoor we had a commentator who went with the club to every game and commentated on the games, put it out, podcast, whatever. When he came, he they kept them for a year, and in the following year, they let him go because. And the reason why he let him go, he was in the in the spaces saying this, and he came out and said, "I'm not a city fan, I'm not a city supporter." But they fired me um, because they couldn't afford me. They said it doesn't look good that we have a, a commentator f- coming with us 
to every game, our own personal commentator. We can't keep doing this. So they let him go. So he was trying to make, and he's a Watford fan. He was trying to make the notion that they, City were aware of the investigation and understanding that with the amount of time it was going to take, it was going to take time for the books to get balanced based on how much we spent. We went crazy in those first three years cleaning house and getting it right. Nothing to what Bowley has done, but we needed to do that based on what we wanted to represent. And now this is the cleaning up of balancing in a longer term. It makes sense when you're dealing with millions and billions. So I rest on this simple fact. Nothing today came out that we haven't been accused of before. This is the Premier League accusing City again of things that I think a lot of other clubs do when it comes to the, let me be clear, when it comes to the managerial taking those money off because you don't want to have to pay out these guys when you fire them. That's that's a thing. I know that's a thing. That was a thing in Sir Alex Ferguson days. So that I care less about. I want to see $200 million to a cryptocurrency back and forth for the last four years, and that allowed us to buy Erling Holland. Then I'm like, fuck, that is horrendous. But these managers, how much does Pep make? The answer is 30 to 35 max. We're not dealing with numbers. Miguel, 20 to 25. We're not dealing with... He doesn't with, make that much. There you go. We're not dealing with numbers or managerial contracts that are going to be, oh, that, that's a huge amount. 250? I mean, that's a huge... No, these, aren't, these are not enough to change a deal kind of thing. When I see proof of large amounts of millions changed that's where i'm going to be worried yeah but if 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 you even just see this 15 million dollar payment you got to think there's more they weren't just doing one 15 dollar payment and this 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 to me what you're saying kind of reeks of of the whole houston astros baseball scandal well they would say well we know other clubs are cheating well other clubs are doing it well we still have a good team but it doesn't matter that we were using signal, stealing signals and doing it. We still have good players. That's that's kind of what it sounds like you're doing to me. So to be clear, because because be clear. whether it's 15 million that they get caught doing, or whether it's the whole Howland transfer fee, it's still against the rules and it's still financial doping. I have a problem with the concept of finding 15 million. Also, to be clear, he just compared the Houston Astros being live caught. Cheating in the performance. But this of is cheating, team. though. You can't say it's not cheating. Look. It's not affecting the play, though. What you just compared it to is directly affecting the play on the field. That's like having the referee being mic'd up to Kevin De Bruyne saying, "Go down right now in the box, and I'm going to give you a pen." That's what you're almost comparing. That's buying, buying players that your club might not have been able to attract by financially faking profits. Yeah. To you, deal with financial fair play, that is affecting the play as well. Yeah, it's, not, it's not it's fi- not it's not ref fixing, but you know you, you can't just go, hey, you know uh, Chelsea's probably doing it, or you know this club might be doing it. Listen, Liverpool, Liverpool, who's been fighting with you, I'm sure their fan base is pretty pissed about hearing about this. And if it's true, what do you think the punishment should be? Oh, the punishment is going to be. Uh... 
for one, we're going to have to pay probably the largest fine ever to the Premier League. Yeah, but a fine is not enough because you got your 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 owner. I don't, owner, I don't agree with that. I don't agree. Your with owner, that. your owner, is part of a family that is estimated to have about a trillion dollars. So what the fuck <laughs> is a fine going to do? Get the money back, balanced. That's what they want. That's the issue. That's that's what they're saying. You're don't saying you there's more... more than that? No, absolutely. Just a fine. Yeah. I think that would be embarrassing if you guys are found guilty of this and you guys just get fined. A trillionaire, even if it's a billion yep. dollar fine, that is a dollar to him. So I would need to see what the guilty charges are. Again, that's what I'm really, really looking to try to see what we're guilty of. I, I obviously you're using common sense when you say there's smoke, there's, there's fire. No, no one's saying that it's not disappointing that we had 15 million uh, in an account that was fine, all good and dandy. But I'm just because I'm seeing 15 million doesn't necessarily mean that I'm worried about 150 million right behind that. When I see the 150 million, that's where I'm like, man, that's problematic. I would say you had a question, the fines. I think the fine or the 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 penalty. I think the potential uh, blocking of the window. This this upcoming window. Um, another thing could be point deduction. I've seen that thrown out there a lot uh, to kind of clean it up all in one quick swooping of the Band-Aid, if you would. Um, what else have I seen out there when I was reading some of this? Uh, I really think it's just transfer bans. Relegation. Yeah. Yeah. Transfer ban um, would be a thing. I think you could see a summer transfer ban um, or like a year ban. So like we can't do anything until the following summer. Um, yeah, I I mean, I'm honestly not giving that much of a fuck about the fact that they found these things when I know we've been cleared of it already. I thought you haven't been cleared of this specific stuff. And this you know is what? this is this is this is more independentist investigation. It's not UEFA. Let, let's be real about UEFA. UEFA is a corrupt, corrupt. You know, mm-hmm. they they let PSG do whatever they want. They let Real do whatever they want. And you can say you were cleared of it, but a lot of people would raise their eyebrows at that. Okay. I'm just saying that's the truth. <laughs> I mean, you, you have a bias. You're a Man City fan. You're coming at it from a bias lens. I would say the same thing if you got cleared of it and it's done. I, w- it is done, but this is different. But what I, again, I I am bothered more by things that directly affect the play. Directly change you are. You the are. result. But the, the other 19 owners of the current Premier League probably aren't. Oh, I know what they want. We all know what they want. They want to see Manchester City drop. No, they, they want to see... They want to see fairness across the league. Where oh, I see. Man City gets a, an owner to invest that is a trillionaire, mm-hmm. and now he could take a club that has no history, really, okay, not a lot of history, and financially cook the books, prop them up, buy whatever players they want, get away with it by fa- fair, fair play rules, you know, somewhat inflate the market by doing this, you know, and then – you know, now these owners are in a worse position. I mean, it is cheating, whatever you have to say. It doesn't directly affect the play, but it, to me, it kind of does. You're, you're, you're bringing in players that you might not have been able to get. So it does affect the play. 
I am very proud and appreciative and thankful for Sheikh Mansour buying Man City. And I don't regret one purchase other than maybe Nolito and Mangala and Otamendi, although Otamendi got us one. I have no issues or quorums with how he spent his money in those years to get it done. I have a problem with the simple fact that you say it's all doping and you broke the rules. When we spent, there weren't no fucking rules. You made the rules to stop us from doing what we're doing. If you got a problem with how we did it, that's no problem. Make adjustments. You, you, the FA, said you got to get it fixed within a year. It's impossible with how much we spent. Sorry, work with us. Also, we're going to have that attitude because you're making it up as you go. You didn't have an issue when United were spending all the money in the 90s and the 2000s. Everything was good when United were doing it. Now when we get an owner and we want to spend and there's no rules, now you guys want to make rules on how we do it. So yeah, that's that fine. happens in anything, though. That happens in anything. There wasn't rules against steroids. Then there were rules against steroids in baseball. Right? And they uh-huh. made it up as they go. But you have to comply with the rules. But the rules are being made when up. When did the rules get put in place? The baseball situation, the baseball analogy makes perfect sense. When I argue, what's the name of the douchebag who got caught in Milwaukee? Uh, 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 and he denied it the uh, whole time. God. He denied Ryan it the whole Braun. time. Ryan Brom, yes. When Ryan Brom got caught, denied it the whole time, made a public statement, and then gets caught. Clear understanding of the rules. There's no question. When did question. these rules get put in place? I believe I read the statement earlier. Let me look, but it was 2011. FFP was implemented. Financial fair play was implemented. Okay. So, again. All right. So, you know the rules in 2011. This goes to 2018. You have to work with the, it's a moving piece. It's all moving relative to what you just decided to start because you didn't like that a brown man came in and started doing it from Saudi Arabia. All good. Now we do, we've been doing it for three years. From 2008 to 2011. You want us to get everything right in those first three years in a year. Nah, man, work with us. Not to mention, we still have things coming in. I'm not going to sit here and deny that it doesn't look good. I didn't wake up this morning in Liverpool that had violations. I didn't wake up this morning to see uh, 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 United had violations. So it's not good. They're targeting City for a reason. I get it. There's some evidence. I'm just simply stating this ain't the first time people come out with evidence. This ain't the last time, probably, that we're going to get caught or accused of some being caught in a, in a well, we did this, where we shouldn't have done that kind of thing. I just want the apologies to be as loud as the complaints when in a year from now or a month from now, it is X fine and no other findings were done. And mind you, this has to go quick because this is a huge conversation for the UK parliament and how they're going to be doing uh, uh, government. They were focused on sports and clubs and sports betting with everything, the Wrexham movement, things that are happening over there. They were really going to focus that on that, on that this year. And with the Premier League to do this, 
today. The papers announced it's going to get pushed back. Dude, whoever that – did you see who's running the independent commission? Mm-hmm. You see the person who's in charge? Mm-hmm. Arsenal fan. Not saying anything about it, but it's just a fact. It's just it was announced today. So, all right, let's let's go to the field. We'll we'll, we'll obviously be keeping track of this. Um, but yesterday, we might as well go there. Your team yeah. played Tottenham, and it was another defeat at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yet to score a goal in five appearances. Actually, mm-hmm. really shocking. I can't believe that. Uh, zero goals yesterday, one nothing defeat. Um, from my perspective, you guys didn't look good at all. Really, mm-hmm. one chance was created, and it was a deflection that went to Mares, and Mares hit the bar. Uh, Riyad Barres, I'm calling him now. And um, that performance defensively, honestly, Tottenham should have won that three nothing. They <laughs> fucked up a ton of counters. Really, really wasteful on counters. You guys were wide open on a lot of counters. And um, can you think of yeah. the other two chances they would have hit? What was that? Uh, Tottenham or yeah. City? Tottenham. No, there was just there was just they they had a lot of fast breaks counters that they just fucked up. Um, they didn't get the goals, but it didn't really matter. They got the results. What were your thoughts on yesterday's game? Last thing I got to stay on the statement. <laughs> on the whole situation with FFP. Okay. To accuse us of nine years of fraudulent accounts that were audited by the biggest firms on the planet seems egregious and agenda-driven. That's I'm gonna, that, That's the summary of kind of how I feel about all of that. Um, could be found wrong, though. We'll see. Uh, we, we were bad. <laughs> we were yeah. so bad yesterday. We were so bad. Uh, I pushed back a lot. Actually, I think it's a full-on... Maybe it's maybe it's a misunderstanding of kind of how he talks in the pressers. I've been listening to the man for four years and or way longer than that, and literally will watch every presser. I to this day still don't fully get it uh, how he speaks and how what he's like. What's the meaning behind it? Certain times you can read it, certain times you can't. The London comment, complete <laughs> joke. He is not using the London travel and all that as an excuse. No way. Sh- if there's one thing Pep Guardiola will not do is make excuses. Sound for like an excuse. No way. Can guarantee you that. Ask any City fan. Pose it out there to anyone. I can go back. I've, I've, like I've listened to the quote several times. It's a complete joke. It's a complete joke about London and the travel and everything. He said the players played well. He said we had issues finishing. We were, it's on. He also even said it. It's on him to get it, to to figure it out on how we get cleaner in the final third and in the box. And it's a missed opportunity to get points and get this title race within two. Yeah, and it's bad because Arsenal, while having the last 180 minutes of play without having a goal for themselves, this might be the worst Arsenal look all year. And you got to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta do that on a young team. Arsenal, right now, Miguel and them boys, they're licking their chops because they know you goofed. You mm-hmm. had it right there. You could have made it tighter on us, but you goofed. And it's a one-off. Um, you did lose to us, but it's a one-off with the Everton. I don't think that's going to be a thing. But about City, 
we're not winning the league. We're not winning the league. You cannot win the league. And again, I predicted this, but fuck, I'm so mad at myself and I hate that I'm right. This is horrible, man. This is horrible, Brian. We're in a situation where we don't seem to be able to kick it to another gear. And this falls on ultimately Pep Guardiola. Pep is 100% at fault for not getting this team clicking right now. He is playing with lineups. I told you in text messages over the weekend, I feel like some of the other assistants that we've let go and go to other places have somewhat bothered and ruined the kind of uh, uh, stability at City because Pep needs that sort of balance. Pep needs that sort of kind of person to check him wasn't Miguel. Uh, we, we lost the guy to, uh, to, I think he went to Saudi Arabia, replaced Xavi um, out there. Uh, Limiami, uh, Liano, something like that. Um, but we, we're, we're, it's on Pep. Pep has really botched this season. And it's tough. You, you, that's a pill you have to swallow, unfortunately, because it's literally costing you the prem. But it's okay because he's won us four before. You gotta imagine though that there's gonna be a push once he finds it. When he, is he gonna find it? I don't know. The funny thing is, we put four against this Tottenham team, so it's there's flashes of certain things. It's just it's not a good year for for them to win the title. I I thought that would be the case with chemistry. I didn't ever think we'd just like I didn't ever think we'd start off so well. And Erling getting so many goals, I didn't think we would ever be this bad. And just lack of creativity, uh, the, the 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 slowness. That's the problem. The 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 whipping the ball back. The and build forth. up is just slow as fuck. It's so bad. They're very narrow too. Uh, yeah, not getting the ball to Holland at all. I mean, I, I don't recall a touch he had in the box. Correct me if I'm wrong, but no, I don't zero remember for it. the first time all year. Yeah, I mean, zero touches in the box. That's that's just damning. And um yeah, narrow defensively, just shaky. That goal was terrible. Ederson kicks it right to Hoiberg, I believe it was. Um, Rodri's fault. Oh, Rodri, Rodri, Rodri. Yeah, it was Rodri. Rodri's uh, fault 100% the whole yes, way fucking yes, through. Would you take because he's been one of the you don't take you're disappointed when it happened. I was so fucking pissed off, but he's one of the been the clear cut best DMs in the league mm-hmm. this year. Obviously, not one of the best players for our roster. So you take the mistake knowing somehow we can make up for it. But mm-hmm. yeah, not yesterday. Yeah, and I think the old man city would have definitely taken advantage of Arsenal's slip up on Saturday, and they didn't, and they. It wasn't like they got unlucky. They they were outplayed by Tottenham. Yeah. I mean, well, no, it's not yeah, like even... you peppered the goalie and you hit the bar and yeah. great deflection. You you did nothing re- really for ninety minutes. I mean, Tottenham. And we had the possession the whole time. Tottenham didn't yeah, do anything yeah. to win the game either. They Wasteful just had possession, one... spamming yeah. crosses. I, I didn't understand what was going on. And what what is going on with Pep? You you have a game where you could get three points. On Arsenal, mm-hmm. two games before you have their meeting with them on the road, which is going to be more difficult. I know you don't believe in that that um, 
Go, well, road thing for city, but going to the Emirates no. is a tall task this year. Well, no, 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 no and, it's and, a, and, I, you know, I can't travel to London, so that's another thing. You know, no, I was gonna say you should have started this podcast before you even get it in. Are you gonna actually announce that stadiums matter for you since you can't win in Tottenham? I can't say anything about stadiums not mattering anymore when we cannot win in a particular. Score. We can't even score. It's yeah. like we're completely jinxed. We're cursed. So, yeah, no, you're spot on to call me out on that. It's it's bad times for City right now. For, for From a club whole perspective, they're trying to send us back to the 1970s, man. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's bad. And the style of play doesn't help because it looks like we're playing from the 50s right now. Slow, just, I mean, it's bad. It's on Pep. He chose to play all year. And another thing, like wait, wait. you really think you really think the Cancelo, you really think the Cancelo is part of the cooking of the books. We let him go on the last day of the I week. I didn't say it was cooking. I just feel like they're they're they're. I feel like they knew about this. So, and so I feel like Pep's, Pep's been a madman. He's been a madman. Yeah. He's been an absolute madman this season. He's he's coming across like he's losing his mind. I, I, whether that that statement about London was a joke or not, it was still hilarious. And oh, he's got plenty just, of lines like that. Slipping. He's slipping, and he seems completely rattled. That's why I, I, I feel like he knew this was coming. I, I just feel like it because the way he's been acting has been very, very crazy. I know he does some weird things in Champions League. We've seen it, but he's done it all year. And, so to be and clear. for Arsenal to slip up and to not play Kevin De Bruyne, to not start him in a game, this has been your guy, and you I don't agree. start him, that is, to me – what, what, how can we explain that? Something has to be going on, correct? Um, I'm going to fight you on that one, though. I'm going to fight you on that one. He actually did not start De Bruyne. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. why. It's the problem is not starting. Or Gundogan. Gundogan, too. Get the fuck out of here. He's even worse. I'm going to explain it to you in a minute. Uh, I just want to look up something real quick because I, I actually want to see. This is per sport track. So, just so that I understand, just give me some clarity on this. I want to have a good laugh to this conversation. Um, under 13, that would have put him at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So, so to be clear, you think, based on the investigations coming, you think on the last day of the window, we knowingly let go of our ninth highest played player, Based on you know what, fuck it, get him off the book. The investigation's coming. We need the, we need him off the books. That's what you're saying. I'm just saying everything in a whole that's happened with City in the past year has been odd for City, and for this to break down, it just it could it could be this is speculation by me. It's, I don't fucking know. But I'm just saying weird. there's a lot of things going on that are weird around City. And today this comes out, and this seems like an explanation, possibly. Maybe it's not. Maybe things are just falling apart like they are at Liverpool, yet oh, they're happening slower. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, less as we're handling – this is going to sound so bad, but two clubs going through disaster mode right now, we're handling disaster mode just a little bit better than Liverpool are. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about and, them. But yeah, I, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm – just, putting two and two together it might not add to four and and that's that's fair from the outside looking in but i can i can if i would say i would say brian i kind of i kind of see where you know i mean 
we went positive like 70, 41 to 71 million or something like that. It's not even like we went positive 200 million. I'd be like, yo, we're trying to like make money right now. What is going on? Like that don't make no, it just, it, none of that, none of that, any of it. Letting Sinchenko go, Jesus, Sterling, like no way. None of that makes sense to anything about these books. Now, not starting Gundo, not, start, not starting De Bruyne. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the tactics. I've told you in the text message, the three back formations, fuck Pep. They fuck Pep so bad. You saw what we did the first half against Chelsea. The first time we played them this year. Jao Cancelo at right wing. Like, what were we doing? He does things so crazy for the three backs. Famous Champions League final. Says, you know what? We're just not going to start a DM. Fuck it. He did something so similar to that. This past weekend, which yeah. was not starting a DM, not start, not, not doing that. He took an 18-year-old player who we just called up, put him in his traditional position at right back. All year has been moving him to a DM centralized pivot, also working him outside, and then decided to say, I'm sticking into a left back. You haven't even played the position yet. What the fuck? Yeah. He also decided to go with a two-front with Huli and Holland with Huli working into the midfield. What was what was what was that tactic? I don't even know what Hulian was doing. That whole tactic was this: Tottenham are going to stuff that midfield. The worst thing that we're going to try to do—they've started two midfielders, uh, brother. I have the screenshots to show you. I went through the whole tactical analysis. It's absolutely yeah. But, but who were the midfielders that started for Tottenham? There was only two. It's the, whether you start a midfield or not, Emerson Royale and all of them are sucking yeah, in. They collapse. But 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 you guys played very, very narrow. That's and my this, thing. So the tactical, again, on Pep, he fucked it up. But if you go based on his tactics, on what he wanted to do, which again, I'm agreeing it's wrong, you cannot start Kevin Argundo because we would have one nothing would have really been three nothing. Because the, the the response, did you see Bernardo? Did you see touching every single fucking blade of grass again? Not helpful this time. Not in a good way. Because the man was scrambling every chance Tottenham had on the return. Gundo and Kevin are not, not having that work rate. So that is why you don't play them with the tactics that he had in mind. Again, completely agree it didn't work. Completely yeah, agree he got it wrong. But that's what he's going with. It was bad. They, they yeah. started two midfielders, essentially, which they always do. You know they're going to do this. They've done it the whole season. What are their, what are their midfielders? Because they have Bencourt and Hoiberg. I mean, Hoiberg, yeah. Royale's a wingback. Perisic, who was awful yesterday, is also a wingback. They're not midfielders. They play wide. You have to stretch that out. You have to stretch that out. And you guys just played so fucking narrow. And then when you did get that wide, you were just spamming crosses. It was was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And I'm sorry. You guys play like that in the Emirates. You're getting slapped. We're not playing like that in the Emirates. We're not not going to do something with it. I've seen a lot of holes in your defense this whole year. And if you leave My those guy, holes open for us, they're getting exploited. We left it wide open for you for 90 minutes and you put up a goose egg. Please don't act like we haven't seen oh, each other stop yet. Stop it. Stop we it. We haven't seen each other yet. Stop you're it. acting like you know you're Arteta. acting like we have no Arteta. Yeah. You know, I know I mean, we had the better chances. We had the better chances. 
And you went for it too. Don't act like you didn't go for it because that those, those it. last Odegaard, Martinelli on the at the end. At the end, thirty minutes of playtime. They went Odegaard for it. Odegaard was like man. fifteen. Odegaard was like fifteen. He came on a seventy-fifth minute. He doesn't touch the pitch if it doesn't matter. Oh, you went for we have, it. We'll find out in eight days what's going to happen. I, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Completely. That's the real. good thing. That's the good thing. That's the good thing. But don't show up with those tactics at the Emirates because you will get smacked. No, I. If he shows up with those tactics, I won't be showing up to this pod. That's how disappointed I'll fucking be. But he's done shit like this all season, and I I don't get it. And my point is. It's the three backs. You gotta go. You gotta go with with. You gotta go with your your top players. Kevin De Bruyne has been a consistent, and to 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 sit him. And if you're De Bruyne, you have to be livid at that. And that just goes to. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. I mean, yeah. that roulette is always a thing. It's always a thing. But you yep. can't tell me Diaz constantly riding the pine for a Kanji and fucking Ake and Rico Lewis coming in like. You can't tell me those those players aren't upset, and we already know Cancelo was upset. That's why he's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just there's just a lot of weird things going on. Whether it had to do anything what came out this morning or not, what came out this morning is certainly not going to help. <laughs> what's going on no. at Man City? It, it's going to no. be a problem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's going to be a problem. You saw you saw this stuff with Chelsea last year when that came out with Roman has to go. They went on a, a terrible dip in form. That stuff does happen. Where you know you're already in a rut. Now you got this whole fucking investigation that the whole world knows about now. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 going to be interesting. And you know, yesterday I became, you know, we lost on Saturday, and I was pissed off because I said Man City's going to capitalize. There's they're going to capitalize. This is what they do, and they're going to go on their run. And we keep waiting for the run. We keep waiting. I'm starting to think that run is not coming. That Man City run. You guys just don't look like a team that is capable of going on a run. I mean, let's just look at your results. You guys are going down in a lot of games. Even the game you won against Tottenham, down 2-0. The game you went up, 1-0 against Man United, you lost that game. So there's a lot of – there's a lot of – I don't know, man. I've been waiting for you guys to kick it into gear, and you're just not. You're just not. And – you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said, "Are you ready to panic after the Man United? Where, where's your hand next to the panic button in terms of winning the league?" Which you haven't. Oh, that's a good question. You, you haven't. But, yeah. So, yeah, I think mm, right now, where am I at? I think going into the Villa game, I think no matter what tough happens, game too. no home or away. Uh, it's Villa, right? Yeah, it's at, it's at home. It I don't fucking it's... matter where it is. Uh, God, this is such and a good question. them earlier in the year, right? Yeah, which is why I think we're probably going to stomp their ass. Um, God, Brian, I actually think I probably would have pressed it already. Yeah. Honestly. I think you have to. With... I think yesterday was... The icing on the cake, yeah. Yesterday yeah. was the you, you had I a take chance the stadium to thing. Really put the pressure on Arsenal yesterday. Yeah, the, they would have the felt thing, that pressure. I think you guys, honestly, we'll get to Arsenal in a little bit, but I really didn't think you guys would be feeling any pressure. And now that I saw the the slip up, I'm thinking. I told myself on Saturday, I I didn't say loss. I said even if we draw on Sunday, 
this is good for us because at least we know they can bleed. They mm-hmm. can bleed. They're actually capable of losing to a shit fucking situation. Like, that is what got me. But here I am fucking reacting to a city loss. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I still got faith in Pep to get the, the push going. But will we ever see it this close again? Probably not. I think this was this was it. Maybe, maybe. History would say that you probably get one more single digit situation. Um, I think I think your only hope is next Wednesday you gotta beat us. Yep. You spied on that's if, exactly. If, right. if that doesn't happen, I think it could be over. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm sorry, but this what came out today is not gonna help the situation. It's gonna feel very hopeless at Man City soon, especially if you go to the Emirates and lose. Just a side note, last time we were charged, we won the league that year. Yeah, yeah, but that was different. It was a Champions League. It would jeopardize your Champions League. Just speaking to mentality. Right, but this is different. This is Premier League, domestic, a domestic investigation. Which is why I think we might take it a little bit more serious on that pitch. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, maybe it it makes them play harder, but I just think if this was just you were having your normal city season, but you're not, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird shit going on and you throw this on top of it. I think that that is the problem. It's Never not good. if this was just a one-off thing, City's rolling, they're in second, but they're right behind, they're on a run of good games, but you're not you're right. you're not creating chances. This is not a one-time thing. Southampton game, zero chances created. Then you played uh you guys played somebody after that and there was barely any chances created for like 70 minutes. So this is not a one-time thing and now you're throwing this huge investigation which is the a domestic investigation um on top of it i'm just uh yeah i'm feeling like that run is not going to happen anymore which i've been kind of banking on but yeah we'll, we'll we'll see um we will find out that's the beautiful thing uh tottenham i thought they were pretty good yesterday uh not great i thought uh emerson royale was very good shockingly uh he sees Pedro Poro breathing down his neck, and he uh, he he played his heart out. I'll give him that. He definitely played his ass off. Uh, Hoiberg was really good, just breaking up play constantly. And Harry Kane gets his two hundredth goal. Yeah, he did get his two hundredth goal yesterday, didn't he? Yep, got his two hundredth goal, and yep, props to Tottenham. Uh, that was a big win, and the curse of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium continues. Yeah, zero goals. Trophy. Congratulations to Tottenham for the trophy of the year. They <laughs> beat Man City again. Credit to them. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we can move on. There was a lot of other games this weekend. Uh, we might as well talk about the Arsenal game. Everton won, Arsenal zero. Shocking result. 7.30 a.m. I wake up to that bullshit. I was fucking <laughs> pissed off. I'm not going to lie. And it was a bad performance. Nobody was good, in my opinion. Ramsdale, maybe. Gabriel was good about it it was a shit performance i said next last week the new manager bounce is a myth well it's not and we have to eat crow (laughs) because sean deitch came in and implemented his tactics right away and it was a sean deitch masterclass. uh they didn't they didn't water the pitch at all it was a rough pitch they put three big midfielders in the middle to 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 rattle us and stop our play and we could not get anything going sloppy in possession just a bad did day at the office. Did you just flop the pitch is too dry? It was. Did you, just, did you legit just it, say the, the pitch, pitch was awful? Dry. Yes, it was. 
I'm sure that was a tactic from Deitch. He did that shit at Burnley. That's a fact. That's not an excuse. Wow. It was a terrible pitch. That's the thing. I don't. I'm not going to disagree with you. Oh, I just league pitch. But I just simply say I expect nine other clubs to put in sanctions immediately, and I expected a. a it's a not. It's a tactic. I'm saying it's a Deitch tactic. He does that shit at Burnley, and he wow. came in and said, "Hey guys, we're going to make this rough," and it had no effect on the play. But I'm just saying this is what Deitch does. This is Deitch ball. This is Burnley ball. <laughs> back in the Premier League, unfortunately, because <laughs> he will be stealing results over other. Uh, teams and listen uh, two things i have to say about this dice is a good manager man he really yeah, is he really yeah. fixed that up very quickly everton were, were awesome they were amazing on saturday uh Weird. we were bad we were bad but they were very good they were shockingly good Weird. um and this is dice ball put balls over the top of defenses four four two get in people's face hard fouls and try to win some corners and hopefully we'll get a goal on a corner and that's what they uh. did and my other takeaway is, how bad is Frank Lampard? Oh, Jesus Christ, Lampard. He should never yeah. manage again. I mean, League One should be taking applications for Lampard. That's about it because that was a completely different team in, in, in a week. He completely got something out of that team in a week. New manager, Bounce or not. But I have a feeling they'll stay up now just, just, just by getting that manager because I think Lampard was that fucking bad. I really do. Yeah, yeah. He uh, the other thing that I think I should credit Everton a little bit more about was the fact that the even the the one twos and the movement when they did get themselves caught in midfield with the ball, I was kind of yeah. shocked to see uh, that Tarkowski, the guy who ended up scoring for him, um, he was kind of impressive. Uh, Everybody was going Onana the beast. Yeah, Onana, holy shit! He's what a, a game. beast! I want what him. a game. Yeah, he, he was to come to Arsenal. Very, very impressive player uh, yesterday or on Saturday. So, oh man, I, I, I was, I was surprised. I was very surprised because I didn't expect that at all. Um, yeah. Uh, credit, yeah, it credit. Was a trap game. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to kind of describe it. I'd say. And I told you our record at Goodison Park. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is the bo- the 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 bogey stadium for you. Goodison Park is because that is our fifth time in a row we have gone there and gotten a loss or a point. So we're o four and one, or yeah, o four and one. Zero wins, four losses, one draw, one draw in our last five visits to Goodison Park. So hopefully they do get relegated because I never want to go to that fucking stadium again. (laughs) 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 Fucking manager. Well, yeah, it was a bad performance. I'm expecting a bounce back. We have Brentford this weekend, but it's at home, and I expect us to bounce back. It's going to be a tough one for Brentford playing good, but they're a different Mm -hmm. team on the road. They're better at home, and the Emirates will be loud. So I'm expecting a, a, a good performance and a bounce back. If we don't bounce back, that will be a, a, a true panic time. But I don't think it's time to panic. They've they've gained our trust as Arsenal fans. They've been great this season. A one-off result, midday start, a new manager bounce, a team fighting for their life. Just a lot of things were going in that in that favor that you know other people were noting, and I just said, "Nah, we're Arsenal. We're playing great. We're gonna we're gonna." We're going to fucking power through all that shit, but we didn't. Yeah. And uh, 
yeah, I think we'll bounce back Saturday. But anything else on that? No, uh, I definitely agree with you. You got uh, if I'm an Arsenal fan, I think the bounce back's coming. I don't get too beat up about losing to Everton, and I just keep it moving. Um, and do exactly as you said. Expect and hope that Everton can go ahead and do that same thing to other people. Um, yeah, coming up. So I think they will. Checks, as he checks to see when did he play Everton again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you know, fucking hey, he's hell, a good man. manager. He knows how to stifle teams. He knows how to fucking get a get a freaking janky one zero zero result. So yeah, they. I think they will. And strangely enough, they have Liverpool next week at Anfield, and that that oh. that has now turned into a, a very interesting game. You know, I probably wouldn't have tuned into that, uh, but now I definitely want to watch that because this could losing to your your pretty much across the street rivals, yeah. Merseyside rivals. That that's going to be. We might see some. We might see some very, very uh, pissed off scousers after that. But we move on. Friday, there was a game. Chelsea, the new and improved Chelsea, so to speak, at home at Stanford Bridge to Fulham. And it was a beautiful, <laughs> lovely, action-packed 0-0 game. <laughs> oh, Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. Make them cry, Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh yeah, they were poor again. Uh, new, new players, same old fucking Chelsea. Yep, same old fucking Chelsea. Mudrick, Mudrick, <laughs> where were you? Apparently, he had a cold. Hmm, uh, interesting. I didn't know you had the flu. Why would you start if you had the flu? And you're gonna pull him at halftime? Did absolutely nothing. Yeah, the Ukrainian Dan James. That's what I'm calling them. Holy shit. All speed. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else. No, no, no finishing. No finishing. We'll yeah. see how that turns out. He really probably should have went to Arsenal and worked under a good manager. Not a Graham <laughs> Potter who has no idea what the fuck he's doing. The tactics were baffling from Potter. Um, there was times where they were getting the ball up forward and Mudrick wasn't even to be found. I don't, I don't know what the tactics were. Yeah. Very, very interesting, and Fulham were good. Uh, Fulham probably deserved to win, honestly, if we're being serious. The best player on the pitch at Stanford Bridge was William. Would have thought it was 2017, but it wasn't. That's wild, and, you know. Uh, yeah, another disappointing performance. All this fucking money spent, and uh, Enzo looked good, but he ain't a 100 million pound player to me no. at all. Nowhere near it. Sorry. So I, I found it interesting that you were updating me, I think, at one point because I was still kind of working. It was a Friday afternoon game, and I once I knew the result, I was, I've was i never been more excited to go back and watch highlights of a nil-nil draw because of the notion of being able to see Chelsea just shit the bed and just show collapsing um, attack, nothing really kind of forging, and you kind of wonder, like, how does Kai Halvert still get a start? Awful. That guy, man, that Awful. was really, really bad in my opinion. So, yeah, we shouldn't probably talk too much about it. Fulham had opportunities too, but couldn't capitalize. Bullshit game at the end. And Chelsea have got to be wondering, right, when's that push that you got, you got your players? You got to be making a push. Yep. And I hope they don't because I know – and I, I, I know for a fact – that I 
for one, will be requesting a Manchester City request sanctions against Chelsea in the summer. When you spend this much money and you don't get the Champions League revenue, the moment the season's over, after that 38th game, sir, I will be requesting that you get sanctioned and get violations charged immediately. Immediate, immediate, immediate. Absolutely, absolutely. And I agree with you there. And, you know, I just want to say this also. How the fuck can you spend $600 million, 600 million pound, and still not have a fucking striker? How is that possible? Please, please tell me. How the fuck is that possible? <laughs> Bro, it's so bad because we literally just note the Kai average. That's who he started up there, bro. He started Kai up there. Timo Werner. Timo Werner. Where are you, sir? Oh, man. I don't know, bro. It's so fucking crazy. Maybe they should re- recall Lukaku from loan. Oh, Lukaka. That maybe, would be maybe I should recall him. I mean, I don't get how you can spend this much money and still have glaring holes. I really don't. Yes. They have glaring holes. And and guess what, guys? Uh, get close to the speaker. Christopher Nkuku is not going to solve those striker problems you have. And neither is Jao Cancelo. I know your pipe dream of buying Jao Cancelo in the summer. I know I know that's what you got. They but think they're they not going to fix your problems because guess what? They're false nines as well, guys. They're not strikers. They're, They're second trying to buy Jao Cancelo in the summer. I know. That's what I'm saying. That, that ain't going to fix your problem. I so, did not hear they were buying Jao Cancelo. There was talk that there is a back-end deal already in place. You, you listening, FFP? There is a back-end deal in place that Atletico will sell. Jao Cancelo in the summer. Jao sorry, Felix. sorry, sorry, sorry. Jao Felix. Felix, sorry. I was like, yo, what the no, Felix. fuck? <laughs> no, yeah, Felix, that little scrub. There is a back I, like, end. I don't want to lose him to Chelsea, no. dog. What the fuck? Nah, they probably will go after him, though. They probably will. Yeah, sure. No, we're not selling him in the league. Fuck out of here. We're not no, doing that. We, Arsenal, fuck yeah. this. We're done. <laughs> we're not selling nobody to anybody anymore. Yeah. But no, there there is a rumor that Atletico and them have already worked out a little back end deal that Felix yeah. is available in the summer. Yeah, go ahead, spend another three hundred million for false nines. I, I I really don't fucking care, <laughs> but it, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And yeah, I, I hope they do get looked at because you know they're paying. Enzo Fernandez is a sixty million pound uh, midfielder. They paid one hundred twenty euros for him. Yeah, one hundred twenty million euros. Mudrick, they overpaid for him as well. I mean, they're yeah. inflating this market. They're talking about pay, uh, dropping a hundred million on a one year left on his deal, Declan Rice. I mean, please, something has to be done about this. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous the amount of spending. And like I said, it's just hilarious that you guys still have glaring holes. You don't have a fucking striker. Yeah. You don't. I mean, it's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. You don't absolutely. have a midfield still. But yeah. anyway. That's my rant. Let's get to the rest of these games quickly. Um, Leicester with a with a shocking four to two win over Aston Villa. Very surprised at that result. Um, it's one of those games where Leicester had a very very good. Uh, they were finishing very very good. They didn't have a lot of shots on goal, but they did finish. Uh, Villa had about seventeen shots to Leicester's nine, but Leicester ends up with four goals, and that's a good result for them. Um, yeah. They got to pull out these results whenever possible. I think they're kind of 
getting away from that relegation scrap. So yeah, good, good, good result for them. Um, were you surprised by that? 100%. The fact that Leicester got four goals was incredible. How do they even get four goal, four shots on target, yeah. let alone four goals? Um, uh, the the young player for them, uh, I think he's Brazilian. I think it's last name's Tite, Titi, yeah. Titi, something like that. Wow. Very yeah. impressive. Great. I think it was his debut, if I'm not mistaken, either. Um, great, great performance. Really liked what I saw from him. Yeah, he was good. Um, yeah. So that was a surprise to me. But, <clears throat> you know, Villa... What the fuck were you doing? Because you had a great opportunities there. Buendia had some fucked up moments. Um, play like that next weekend, please. Because yeah. fucking hell. And the weekend after that, because we have them as well. Do you really? Yeah, even mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. What a week. What a back-to-back for them. City and then Arsenal. Fuck. We got Brentford, City, and then Villa in, within eight days. So, yeah. That's, that's actually week. not... That's that's pretty tough. Very tough. Villa's away yeah. too. Five thir- uh, tw- noon start on Saturday after we play you Wednesday night. The noon that's, starters that's a terrible for- fucking schedule. Yeah. Fuck the FA for that shit. Yeah, the noon starters get almost get everyone. I think we've yeah. gotten the gotten Especially on the Oh fucking hell, man! I hate those games. Yep. Um, Brentford three zero against Southampton. Brentford looking good. We have them Saturday. Um, yeah. At home, they are a very, very good team. They really are. They rarely lose or very drop points at home. And uh, they just completely slap Southampton. Southampton sitting at the bottom of the league. I I don't feel like we should ever bet on, on Southampton ever again. Yeah. Um, we got this right. Quick update. Total scores for the week. Uh, I had six. You had five. You had one. You had the only fucking goal scorer yeah, of the we week. We did terrible, and it was Harry Kane. That was inevitable. Yeah, inevitable, absolutely. And good shout by you. Um, one bullseye. We'll get to that later. Out of the games we've talked about, though, we both got the City game wrong. We both got the Arsenal game wrong. You got the draw correct for Chelsea Fulham. You just got the score wrong. Uh, yeah, they had one one right. You imagine Chelsea and Fulham putting up fucking attacking to finish a goal. Fuck off, both of you. Seriously. You really should get three for that because that really you could see a couple moments. Didn't Chelsea get one off the post? Yep. If I'm not mistaken, and then I think Fulham had definitely uh, missed uh, opportunities. So yeah, they really fucked you there. Uh, Arsenal both got it wrong, obviously. Yep. And then we just talked Brentford Southampton. Uh, both of us got the score or the uh, correct uh, winner. Brentford, obviously, we're not touching Southampton. But you had 2-0. I had 3-1. to one. Interesting. So, yep. Interesting. Next game, uh, Brighton 1-0 win against Bournemouth. Matoma, I should have picked him as my goal scorer. Balling, so balling, balling. Oh, my God, call that. He's absolutely balling. And, hey, scrappy win, 1-0. Probably not Brighton's best performance, but three points on the board. They move. Yeah, and look at us trying to be really a- attractive with Brighton and think they're going to be aggressive. 4-0, 3-1. Yeah. Walk away with three points with a 1-0. And they scored it late, too. Late. Yeah, it was 80th minute somewhere. Fucking wild. Yeah, next game, Manchester United 2, Crystal Palace 1. And uh, Homer Simpson playing DM for Manchester United. <laughs> 
Homer Simpson choking uh, a Crystal Palace player, getting red carded. What is up with this Casemiro guy? He, he does this stupid challenge against Crystal Palace right before he plays Arsenal, gets suspended. Yeah. And then now he's going to be out for yeah. three games, right? Violent conduct, straight red. That's a three-game suspension. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a clown. He's a fucking clown, and he has no head. For for a guy that – for a guy that – is in his 30s, played with Real Madrid, biggest games possible, five-time Champions League winner. He really is a rash, rash idiot. He's he's yeah. the uh, Brazilian Christian Romero. Yes. We forgot to talk about Romero being a fucking jackass oh, and getting a double yellow. I, oh, yeah. You know what? I didn't even say it. I'm a mid-tier club team now. We're no longer champion contenders. <laughs> I have the right to bitch about these refs. That man should have gotten a red card by the by the. At least the fiftieth minute. Romero you start is, every game with a yellow card. I'm sorry, dude. The guy <laughs> is that aggressive. You're not even joking. That's a legit. That should be a concept for certain games. Like every club you start has every game with a yellow. One player. Let's be honest, because that can at least give those types of players the actual hesitations that has hesitance that's required for a game. He's gonna if hurt you somebody. start them with a yellow, dude, they always do. Look back at the screenshots or the, the photos that I've sent to you in DMs on IG. Casemiro is on that Casamigos when he's out here tackling <laughs> folks, bro. That man will yank. He is infamous for the scissor kick, dog. He is infamous for two legs coming up to your one leg, and he's swiping through hoping he cuts through flesh. That man yanks jerseys and pulls down he has no sort of uh, uh savviness and understanding of the game and quite frankly i'm gonna go ahead and say it what a i don't think he's that good of a player i'm just gonna uh, yes i have to disagree with you there he's won a lot he's won a lot he's transformed manchester united's midfield they're not where they are without him Whoa! He has. It's it's it's, it's undeniable. They're, they're they're a sixth place team if they don't get that transfer over the board. They're in sixth, seventh, eighth right now. Hundred percent, guarantee it. You'll see too because they'll drop points without him. Can any of this be attributed to the fact that Rashford is looking like another specimen? And it can and. Christian Eriksen's ability to just be smooth in the midfield? He wasn't there I this mean, weekend, though. He's hurt. Fair play. I, I, listen, I, I think he's good. I'll, I'll, I, obviously, he started for Madrid the majority of his career. But I think from just a player perspective, I don't put him as a top three DM in the league. Mm, I, I disagree. I think he's probably one of the he's best. Top right three. Now. I think he's the best right now. Casamigos. I think he's a clown. I think he's a rash idiot. I think he needs to be smarter. And the fact that he's not in his 30s tells me that he's not going to be smarter. And I yeah. would be using that shit against him every time. I would be trying to get I would be provoking him all the time. Absolutely. You're not going to fix it in your 30s. You know, no. we have a player like that, Gabriel. He hasn't had an offense since the beginning of the year. He's a very rash player. All the Brazilians are. Let's be honest. They all have this spell in their career where they're where they act like this. But I think he's I think he's world class and I think you take him out of that 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 game and they're 9 points lower in the table minimum oh. minimum. Mm. So you're really credit I mean yeah I guess I'll disagree I I I don't He's up there. He's he he's up there. 
I just think from an individual perspective, I think he's more rash than anything. Like he's, he's also very good. I mean, he scored, he scores goals statement. too as a DM. Not my preference of style for DM. I guess that's where I'm trying to go with it. That's fair, but I think he's definitely top three. Yeah, yeah, you're probably definitely right. top three. Um, but yeah, good result. Uh, got dicey at the end there for United. Red card down to ten men with about I think it was like thirteen minutes to go or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they get the result. They have Leeds midweek, so let's do a prediction for that. That's the only midweek game. Uh, okay. Manchester United at Old Trafford against Leeds, and our friend Jesse Marsh got canned. Oh, New manager yes. bounce. Does that take place at Old Trafford? Here, here's the breaking news. Manchester United also have to go to Leeds uh, on Sunday. So they play them twice this week. So I say United wins the game at Old Trafford. I'm going to say that's going to be a 2-1. Same result as this one. Um, And then on the weekend, well, I'll save that because we're not doing our weekend picks yet. Okay. But I think think the new manager bounce, he just got sacked. I mean, it's not going to turn around that quickly. What are you predict- predicting for that Man United uh, Leeds game? And this one is where on Tuesday on Wednesday? This one's at Old Trafford. And the weekend's at Leeds. Correct. Yeah, uh, I'm going two to draw on Wednesday. It's there, but it's not fully there. Okay, interesting. Um, let's, let's talk about these other games. We might as well go to Nottingham Forest one lead zero. And like we said, Jesse Marsh was sacked this morning. Uh, very surprising. Uh, I think he needed a little more time, but Leeds is being very impatient. They're in 17th place, probably afraid of getting, getting relegated. Uh, they were a big, big team back in the nineties and all that got relegated and they took a while to come back up. So maybe they have a little PTSD about that and they want to get results. But yeah, I, I was shocked. I was very, very shocked to see Uncle Uncle Jesse relegated. Rest in peace, Uncle Jesse. Yeah, it's sad. I thought he did a pretty good job for the club and the situation that it's in. Um, real quick, I'm going to look this up. What did you think of the game? Because I thought actually Forrest and that Williams kid was kind of good. Yeah, Forrest is looking good. I mean, we knew they brought in a lot of players. We knew it was going to take a while to gel, and it might be gelling now. It, it really might yeah. be. Um, I think they're safe. They, they're picking up form. They're playing well. And at home, they're very good. They don't lose a lot of games at home. You protect yeah. your home, you're going to stay up. So <laughs> I, I think they're going to stay up. And, yeah, it was a it was a good result for them. They, they kind of dominated that game. Probably should have had more goals. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. So um, doing some digging because, you know, again, I just want to be fair. Leeds is a big club, and uh, I see here that basically on his contract, I want to know what we're paying Uncle Jesse because I think it's fair to get a better understanding of that. Uh, Three years until the end of June of 2025, he was guaranteed on a $3.5 million contract. Uh, Not per year, total. So he was on 80K wages. Um, it says here, though, that the bonuses um, for the 2019-2021 season with Leipzig weren't reported, and it stemmed <laughs> from the paperwork that was given to Leeds. So, in fact, I think I'm going to actually put in some sanction requests for Leeds. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's right that we fire a manager and we don't understand what he's getting paid for the rest of the year. I smell some cooking. 
So I think actually I'm going to put in a little bit of a request this upcoming window. I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. Uh, Uncle oh. Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Rest in peace. Man. He was a good man. He was a good man. He was a good American. But uh, <laughs> back to America you go, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> 80K wages, they kind of hold him, right? Don't you think he deserves a little bit more than that? 80K what, a week? 80K a week. Three and a half million dollar deal over three years. Not bad. Not bad. He probably should have got a little more, but it is what it is. Here's the bonus structure. Only one million in bonuses potential. Reported? Reported. Now again, we'd have to see we'd have to see what the what the phishing emails and the and and the 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 all these Reddit accounts can find. Uh, we'll, we'll look. I'll, we'll I'll look. get some investigations. We'll, we'll dig. We'll dig. Uh we'll, we'll go to your other Saudi brothers, Newcastle United. <laughs> um Newcastle United. 1-1. Again, shocking. Another Newcastle draw. What is that? Fucking... How many draw? I think that's their 10th draw this season. Let's get it right. Oh, it's but definitely double digits. It, it is definitely double digits. It's either it's a matter of whether it's 10 or 11. I'll check in a bit, but what do you think about Newcastle? I'm starting to see a slip from them, and I think they all they really added was uh, Gordon. They I know they added another player, but nothing, nothing impactful. Nothing that's going to be impactful so i'm starting to see a slip from them i'm I'm starting to question whether they're going to get top four what about you dang i was muted there for a second yeah. i'm very curious to see how this this is this is fishy to me and here's why 10 draws 10 fucking draws. Five at home, five away. Balance. Mm -hmm. Seems a little premeditated. Seems like we're just trying to stick around the top of the group, hang around, maybe get some Europa play so we can go ahead and get those that influx of funds. And when we do, 900 milli getting spent this summer. Jude chooses Newcastle. Could Um, happen. You know, with Bruno out for them, they're going to look really really um really bad yeah Uh, they're gonna struggle defensively while they've had one of the best teams uh throughout i i i don't know i don't know i'll be very very curious um yeah i'm starting to think they're not going to advance i really i really don't think so not not advance i mean uh get a champions league They don't score enough. I think they have like three goals in their last six games or two goals in their last six games, but they don't score enough. They don't create a lot of scoring opportunities. And, you know, they're defending well. But like I said, I think there's going to be some cracks in their defense eventually. Just to defend like that constantly where you have to be perfect almost because you can't create the opportunities on the other end. I think there'll be games where these draws turn into losses. I really do. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. You got to show a little bit more from an attacking perspective if you really want to go after and get top four. Um, I I don't I don't know. As we get closer to the end of the year, I really want to hear your perspective on that fourth place spot because you fighting him Tottenham last year that was kind of like a huge ordeal, and you probably going to be smooth sailing to the top. I'd like to really got to get an understanding from what Newcastle need to do to fight off like who all right so like who do you have taking Newcastle's spot if you don't think they can get it I think Tottenham could I just think 
I just think Antonio Conte, this is what he does. He knows how to nick that Champions League. Harry Kane, great form. Uh, Got in some transfers. Pedro Porro. I think that'll make a difference. So, yeah, I think Tottenham can nick it. Um, They can also choke it away. So, it's. I mean, I'm not saying Newcastle is definitely out of the picture, but at some point, they have to have to start getting uh, start getting a little a little better results here. They have to turn that one point into three. Is that your lawyer? Yeah, I'm being instructed <laughs> right now. But yeah, I want to end this. We'll move on from Newcastle one-one. Good, good. I guess a decent result from West Ham. Saint Saint James has been a tough place to go, so. To get a point there is probably good for West Ham, but um, let's go to Liverpool. 3-0 loss to Wolves at Molyneux, and it just keeps getting worse and worse for Liverpool. Klopp basically saying there's no excuses. That was a disgrace. No more excuses from Klopp. Um, And, yeah, 3-0. They were totally dominated, and, man, Liverpool – at this, it's getting to the point where Champions League's definitely out of the question. Are they going to finish in the top half of the table? That That's going to be our next conversation. Because we got the Merseyside Derby Monday. That's going to be tough. Um, I, I showed you a graphic, too, of their next five games, including Champions League. Let me see if I can pull that up. And it's fucking brutal. It's absolutely yeah. brutal. Like I said, they have the Merseyside Derby, which we know is going to be tough. Any Derby is tough. Uh, even when they were playing better in the beginning of the year, it was a 0-0 draw against Everton. Now, it was on the road, of course, but um, here's their next five fixtures. Everton at home, we already said it's a derby game. It's going to be tough, and Sean Deitch is going to know how to play that that Liverpool team. Then they have to go to St. James Park. <laughs> then they have to go to St. James Park to play the draw masters at, at Newcastle. The draw masters. <laughs> then... They have a home Champions League game against Real Madrid. Then they have to go to Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace away. Then they end that with another derby at Old Trafford against Manchester United. Oh, my God. I mean, brutal, brutal, brutal next five games. Things are not getting better for for Liverpool. If you think that might have been the tip of the iceberg, it is not. It is not. (laughs) <laughs> and they're just dreadful, man. I, I don't even enjoy watching them anymore. They're no. terrible, terrible. No. And I don't think Wolves have scored three goals in a game all season. And they did it easily, easily on, on Saturday. And we, we predicted these losses. We said, oh, it's, is that Molyneux? They're going to lose. I didn't predict yeah. three goals, but did I? What was that? What did I predict? Oh, no, no we were close. And see, little, little, little you were close. You said three. So let's you back said three, too. Let's be clear on a few there's things. There's no way I picked three Wolves goals. Brian, yeah. we have been better than fucking Vegas. Listeners, you better start getting some of these predictions and start paying your fucking mortgage. All right? right? Because I got to be clear here. Start paying your fake sponsors. <laughs> So I called 2-1 United over Crystal Palace perfectly. You had a 2-2 draw, but if you remember, there was a clear-cut opportunity that could have been right there. Fucking hell, Vieira. Do your Arsenal fans right, damn it. Now, 
Liverpool, or we did call Brentford correct. We had the winners, didn't get the score correct. No problem, still winning you a little bit of money. Buy you a Sonic cheeseburger instead of paying your mortgage with that mm-hmm. one. With tots. Oh my gosh, stop <laughs> Wolves, Liverpool. Both of us were so fucking close, okay? Three goals predicted right by me. You had one goal for pool. You had two to one Wolves. I had three to two Wolves. So yeah. I, both of us are still accounting for the pool type of attack. Dude, it's done, right? Yeah. Gangum pressed these nuts. These motherfuckers look like shit. They look god-awful. I'm... Alhamdulillah, inshallah, I have prayed for these days, my good sir. And I am so thankful that I get to watch you ruin as you plead and beg for some sort of Saudi investment to heal your wounds of middle table. Enjoy it like Middle Earth, you fucks. I hope it is horrendous for them. And I hope that they fire Klopp so that I can look into their fucking uh, ingoing and outgoing and determine what the fucking deal is with that man and the money he's making. Because I can guarantee you violations are coming. At least I'm asking for them. Liverpool have looked like shit, dude. Awful. Like, Awful. I mean, the defense to collapse with two quick goals like that. Own goal within the first five minutes, I think. It was. Oh, my God. Absolutely embarrassing. Did you see the post that I sent you that was joking by Bleacher Report that basically asked Klopp, um, what do you think about Joey Matip's performance? And he said, I think he needs to start to learn how to speak. Uh, what was it? Some sort of language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turkish or some shit. Turkish, yeah. I think he needs to start learning Turkish. Dude, they're fucked. I'm, I'm, I'm it's bad. It's very, very bad. And yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying it because... It's uh, and and like we said, those next five games are brutal. I mean, if if they go zero and five, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a surprise to me because you know Everton's going to be up for that game. The fans mm-hmm. will travel. It's right. It's right next door, and Anfield's rattled. Anfield is completely rattled. And where is Mohamed Salah? Anybody have? Has anybody seen him, Mister Four Hundred K a week? No, he's in Saudi trying to secure the investments for the club right now, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. He's trying he to make be. sure that that money comes, bro. He might. I don't be. understand what's the fight with Liverpool in this whole concept. Like, I can't wait five years from now and see what the conversation is, because it's got to be Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle are literally owned by the fucking state. Yep. Literally, it's on the ownership papers. There's not even one person that they go to. It's a fucking board mm-hmm. of the Saudi Arabian government. That's the shit that Apps, you think we got one guy and he's only got 42 billion? Okay, they have the whole fucking state that's gonna be wild to see. So, I don't know. Liverpool, you're asking for all that money, return Mm -hmm. you to the glory land, Mm -hmm. get you back going. I mean, keep asking for it. Why not give into the dark side a little bit? Go get your funds up. That way, when you lose every year, there's fucking no excuses from anyone. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And it's 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 pretty shocking. It's absolutely shocking. And like I said, I don't I don't see it getting better. They still have no midfield. They still have no defense. And uh, I think they're going to need to turn things over big time. They're going to need to completely rebuild, and we'll see because they're up for sale as well. And 
that basically concludes the weekend. Anything else? Milan Derby was pretty boring. Oh my god, what a snooze fest! Yeah, Fox City, ah oh, man, god, terrible. Napoli keep winning. Uh, Barcelona keep winning. Real mm-hmm. Madrid keep losing. Interesting wow. going on yeah. there. Another one nil loss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You have to answer within three seconds. Mm-hmm. Where is this person going? Jude Bellingham. Three, two, one. Real. Oh, yeah. He's going I to think, Real Madrid, especially with this city Madrid. thing. Yeah, I think you know there's going to be there's going to be some weird the weirdness is going to continue at City. The big transfers that were supposed to come in this summer, there might be a transfer ban. There might be players that say, I don't want to go there because they're under investigation. I don't want to be part of a fire sale if anything does happen. So I think I think Real is probably most likely. I don't see Newcastle being that attractive destination, especially because they might fall out of Champions League. I think if they have Champions League, you can offer yeah. that to Jude and you could say, hey, we're investing in you. We're going to invest in James Madison as well. We're going to bring in a bunch of players and we're going to stay in Champions League for seasons to come. Man City might be slipping out. We could be that new Man City for a few years. You could sell that to him, but without Champions League, I don't think so. I think Real Madrid's the most likely destination. And they need a midfielder. And if they get that midfielder, Edu, go get Eduardo Camavinga, who's not really happy. And he might be a little less happy if he sees Jude Bellingham come in. So yeah. go to his agent and say, hey, things aren't going well. You want to come be part of this project over here with Mikel Arteta? Guess what? Granite Jaka's getting older. You could take his position. And we know you could play BM. So Partey's getting older, and you could take his. You won't be worried yeah. about getting picked every week here at Arsenal. Mikel's no. going to make you the future of his midfield. Come over That's here, right. Eduardo. I know you're an Arsenal fan too. I saw that Twitch you did with Arsenal poster <laughs> in the background. <laughs> this man's talking straight that's, to Eduardo. That's, thing. that's that's what Edu has to start doing. Because if yeah. Bellingham goes there, I'm telling you right now, Eduardo Camavinga has not been happy. And hey, yeah. you could push it as oh, to Chuameni, Bellingham, and Camavinga, the future. Modric probably ain't going anywhere. Cruz might not be going anywhere. You're still fighting for midfield spots. He likes Danny Ceballos more than you, Camavinga. I'm seeing a lot more Danny Ceballos over you. So, hey, bro, you know that's what's the, the thing. You that's know, the thing Edu has to do. Yeah, you're spot on with that. We have that. You need to have those whispers with other players because I really think it's going to be coming up in the near future. Uh, they are so stacked at midfield. They start one of their best midfielders at right wing and tuck him in. That's what mm-hmm. they're literally doing at Madrid. Uh, slight update for you. No time frame has been set for an outcome on Man City's Premier League charges, but other clubs yeah. want a verdict before the end of the season. However, one source has said it will likely be, quote, years away. Jude, I'll see you this summer, my guy. Let go. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't. That's why I didn't even discuss a, a points deduction this season and Arsenal being handed the title because I don't think it gets resolved this season. I don't even think it's worth discussing. <laughs> So, Do you hear we'll that? See. Don't mind me, just cooking some books over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big sponsors. <laughs> um, but yeah, that should do it. Uh, we will be back later in the week to predict the upcoming weekend, a big, big weekend, and then after that, Champions League picks back up. 
but fuck the Champions League. There's only one midweek wa- match next week, February the 15th at 3 p.m. in the U.S. that matters. So we will probably be doing a podcast yeah. dedicated to that game and mm-hmm. post that podcast dedicating to our reactions because, let's face it, Arsenal win that game. They are in pole position to win the league. Man City lose the game. They are in pole position to probably get another sponsor to give them another $30 million <laughs> from the P.O. box. <laughs> You know, we have to come up with a name. Maybe CPGT uh, cryptocurrency. We'll drop a envelope on uh, Pep Cordial's desk. I think if we somehow succeed to win at the Emirates, Pep need Man City need to cook the books and give some PTP Premier Pep Talk PPT Premier yeah. Pep Talk. Some I'm down uh, for that. Some come on, bro. You know you're down with some PPT. I am. I am. Barcelona is six points up on Madrid now. Oh, more than that. Eight points. That's crazy. Dude, that came out of nowhere. That, that really came out did. of nowhere. Just I did not think that Xavi was going to win La Liga. Like, there's no yeah, way I even points. thought that was That's a big league. Holy shit, dude. When's the next El Clasico? Let's look that up. Yeah, because the one that they just played was in uh, Copa del Rey, if, I, if I'm not yep. mistaken. So they still got yeah, league time. Bro, Ancelotti out in the summer. <laughs> Zuzu back. If Zuzu comes back, your Kamavinga dream goes down because you'd imagine the French-French connection, they managed to stay. But you can also manage that Jude won't go, which won't really require a midfield change. Unless Zuzu asks, let's be straight up. Tony Cruz and Luka Modric, thank you for your services, but the both of you are on the wrong side of 34. Yeah, They got to they clear some money right there. Danny Sabalos has been there forever, but Zuzu don't like him. He got Arsenal like. for a couple of years on loan. Oh, that's right. You guys, yeah, you guys got him for a license. He went loan. back last year. He's Bro, been playing good though. Yeah, he, he has, has been playing sure. good. Yeah. Um, when's the next El Clasico? Going to be wild if that's a yeah. race, man. I don't. That's a I must win for Real Madrid. Yeah. I can't find it for some reason. March nineteenth. So, uh, oh, you got it, March. That's that's a that's a home game for Barcelona. So, yeah, that'll be a big one. But we'll get out of here. Um, had a lot to talk about. We talked about it, and we'll be back later in the week to preview the upcoming weekend, which is a big one. You don't want Arsenal or Man City to slip up going into that game because that could be a nail in the coffin. So, big yep. bounce back weekend for our clubs, and uh, yeah, we'll recap it. Anything else? Nah. Let's have some fun with it. That's it. We out. Peace. Peace.